Hello and welcome to Let Me Bore You to Sleep. Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes. My name is Jason Newland. My website's jasonnewland.com. So yeah, it is 8.31 on Sunday the 22nd of January 2023. So it's in the evening, 20.31 in the evening. Um, I've got a little finny sitting at my feet and I'm sitting at my desk now for some reason he's well at the moment he's being quiet but that doesn't mean that that will continue for any length of time but you never know He's a little bit unpredictable. Well, that's a bit squeaky, wasn't it? A little bit. He's a little bit unpredictable. I still haven't figured him out. Over five weeks, I've still not figured him out. He's... What do they say? A law unto himself. Really don't... I can't just... Yeah... I don't know. Just got to take him as he is, I guess. And I just accept that's how he is and stay with it. Hopefully he will come round, but he's now ripped. But I want to take him walking. No, not every time, but every now and then he decides to start biting my the bottoms of my trousers but these are tracksuit bottoms or sweatpants whatever you want to call them so I've now got holes in at least three pairs now because he grabs it and he just rips at it you know shakes his head and everything and it's not ideal, if I'm honest. Not ideal. I found out that he used to do that before. Before he came to me. Oh yeah, he, he likes to... Likes to bite onto trousers. Like, well... Shouldn't he have... Been taught not to do that? By now? Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a year old in... Uh, Literally a month. It's 22nd of February. So it's the 22nd today. So in a month, he's 11 months old. Yeah, he's still doing stuff like that. Still biting the lead. Um, I'm finding a way to get him to stop doing that. Um, But... And also, I counted on my floor... Five pairs of underpants he's destroyed. Another five pairs. On top of the three pairs he'd already destroyed. And I chucked them away. So I bought some new underpants and he's destroyed five of those pairs of those. Uh, 
five of those pairs of those. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to figure a way of hiding my underwear from him. As we speak, he is behind me, ripping to pieces one of my shoes. And he brought it in the other day, and I've got two pairs of shoes that are pretty much identical. One's blue, one's black. Now, in in the kind of, I don't know, the lighting, I couldn't tell which was which. I thought, no, because if he really want, can you hear him? He's ripping it bits to bits. If he wanted to, he could get hold of the other shoes. They're, they're on my exercise bench, so I've put them up, but, you know, if he really wanted, he could get to them. But he seems to be satisfied <laughs> with what's on the floor for now. Now, I, I've had to put my boots on the shelf of the bedroom because the the window shelf because if he gets hold of them they they cost me 120 pound a couple of years ago and I don't think I've ever spent that much money on footwear ever so I got those from the catalog and they're really good boots but I do not want him destroying them and they're the kind of boots that could potentially last me for a long time because they're really, really well made and God, they're hiking boots because, you know, I like to hike. Yeah. No, not really. Not really. I was lying. So, what's the latest... YouTube La da 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 What's on YouTube? YouTube The internet's going very slow, I don't understand why. Eight hundred and thirty nine subscribers is what I've got on YouTube. I've now got hundred and fifty four videos. But there's one, two, three, four, five, five left to, they're scheduled to not be released yet, and one that's on private, because it's a, it's a, I'm basically putting together some videos in order to then make it easier to make videos. So I've got this spiraling, um, it's almost like a firework spiraling. And I had one that was, it was 10 seconds long. I've created it into an hour long. And now my computer's in the process of creating a 10 hour long one. So I uploaded the hour long one just to see how it looked on YouTube and if it uploaded okay and how long it took. It did take a while. But it's it plays nice so I've made a 10 hour version I'll also upload that just to test it and then I'll be doing that with um, doing lots of versions of those 
because I'm thinking, this is what I'm thinking, on the YouTube videos, do what I do with the 10-hour recordings for the podcasts, because at the moment, all of my recordings, all of my videos of my recordings on YouTube are just the length of me talking. I don't know if you can hear that in the background. It's literally destroying a trainer or a sneaker, whatever you call them. A foot, a footwear. He's ripping it to bits. And so I'm thinking of doing 10 hour long recordings on video. Once I've got a few videos sorted out, ready and it'll take might take a couple of weeks or whatever to get a, an assortment and then it'll be a lot easier to make the videos although it will be t- quite time consuming and there's a problem is you need a really really good laptop or really good processor and um, energy and all that stuff to to make a 10 hour video which I do have I do have that in that laptop but I can't use it for anything else at the moment it's using all its energy to produce that video so I'm using the Adobe uh, Premiere Pro that's particularly noisy in the background isn't it I do apologise. I don't think you'll be doing that for the whole hour. But he might. There's a chance he might. So I'm thinking once I've done that, once I've... It's kind of like getting a... I don't know what the right word would be. A template, I guess. So making templates for videos and then I can just add the audio. That that that's kind of where I'm aiming to what I'm aiming to do. And then upload them to YouTube. So to process them and upload them to YouTube is gonna take a long time. A ten hour video is gonna take probably maybe even a few hours to upload to YouTube and it's going to take a few hours to to process really what are you doing I, I don't want to look at him because then he, he might think that I want his attention and he'll start going and all that making those weird noises so I'm figuring by the beginning of February, I'll be doing 10 hour videos on YouTube. He's now behind me. I mean, he might go to sleep, but he's not. He's, he's looking over at me. I can see with my peripheral. He's just jumped onto the settee and he's staring at me. Trying to, he wants my attention. Now he's down at my left foot and he's He's on two feet looking at me, wanting me to look at him, but I'm not. So hopefully he 
we'll just go back to what he was doing before but it doesn't look like no now he's now he's licking my hand he definitely wants my attention he can have my attention if he, he doesn't want my attention most of the time when I make a podcast suddenly I don't know if it's having a microphone here I don't know if it's me sitting at this chair at this table talking perhaps because I'm not talking to him but he just suddenly starts to play up and he's obviously he's now just gone to the door but he's come back in again <laughs> I'm still not looking at him as soon as I do he just that will be it I'll have to put him into the bedroom I mean hopefully he'll get distracted again and find something else to focus on So it's Sunday today. Last night I watched the boxing and it was good. There's a couple of fights that I wasn't really that interested in, funny enough, but the some of the a couple of the like early undercards were good. Heavyweight fights. A couple of new heavyweights, uh one being an Olympian, uh British Olympian. He was uh what was it? I think he was bronze, bronze heavyweight. The same as Deontay Wilder, because he calls himself the bronze bomber, because he won bronze in the Olympics. So, I, I'm thinking, you know, I was, it was, it was fun. I was enjoying it. And then the final fight was Chris Eubank Jr. against Liam Smith. Liam, Liam Smith is a former world champion. Chris Eubank Jr. has been around for quite a while now. He's he's held the interim world championship. He's held the IBO, which is... It's not really a world, world title. They call it a world title themselves, but it's not really uh, recognised. But he is, yeah, very talented. He's lost twice before. Once to Billy Joe Saunders. I think that was in a British title fight. And then Billy Joe Saunders, and it was on points, Saunders went on to win two world titles. And then he got, his last fight was against Canelo Alvarez, and he got stopped. Like most people that fight Canelo Alvarez. Most. Not all. But a lot. And that was when he was on his winning streak. I think like a 10 year winning streak or something. And then... Chris Eubank Jr. fought in the... Uh, it's like a tournament where all the belts are on, on the line and people 
different fighters fight each other. And he got through to the semi-final of it. And he fought for a world title. And he lost again on points. And he's been well known for having a really yeah, uh, almost indestructible jaw. Indestructible? Structible? He's tough. That's what I'm trying to say. No one's ever knocked him down, as far as I know. And so he was kind of. Liam Smith, I would say, is the superior boxer. He's also had the experience. You know, he's been in with some really top level. Also, he's been a world champion. So he, there was a chance maybe that he'd win on points the way uh, both of Chris Eubank Jr.'s two defeats have been. I don't, well, I don't think many people really believe that it was going to go any other way. Like uh, that uh, Chris Eubank could be stopped or anything like that. So it was kind of, you know, that wasn't even... I think it was a 100, 100 to 1 bet that Chris Eubank could be knocked out or stopped. And he was. Liam Smith stopped him in round four. And... It was a very, very spectacular stoppage. And if I'd have been the referee... It's easy to say that, isn't it? But and, and things, I guess, things look different. Things look different. I should finish the sentence. If I was a referee, I would have stopped it earlier. But when you're there, you don't see things, I guess, the same way as when you're watching it on television. Because on television, you could, well, I could see, and I think anybody that was watching could see that Chris Eubank was. Wobbling, he was completely all over the place. Yet the referee gave him his ten count and let it carry on. And then uh, Liam Smith, oh, he started now. I'm going to put him into the bedroom. Put him into the bedroom. Right, he's in the bedroom. I just know the signs as soon as he starts. That's it. <laughs> I know that it's just going to get louder and it's going to turn into barking. Which is fine. It's not fine at all, but it's, you know, it is what it is. And he's in the bedroom, so he's happy. He can sleep in there for a little while and it's only going to be for an hour or something, so... And quite often, he'll go in there and sleep on the bed anyway when I'm in here. He just doesn't want to do it when I want him to do it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a tug of war going on. And 
thing is, I don't want to control everything he does. I don't want to control him. I don't want to control anybody. But I would like him to just behave a little bit, just to, you know. I think he's got anxiety. Well, I don't think, I'm pretty certain. He's got anxiety issues. He's got a constant frown on his face. But that's hereditary, you know, he looked he looks identical as to his dad. Same face. His dad's got a different colour body, but he's got the same face. And what I might do is stick the pictures. Um somewhere so you can see them. Of him as a little baby. Now I wish I'd had him as a baby. Because I know that he'd be different. It's not a different personality, but just, I think it'd be more relaxed, be calmer, because I'm a calm person. And I just think he'd, I think that will have an effect on him over time. I hope so. But if I'd have had him as a baby and, you know, He'd know, he'd know, he wouldn't know anything else. But as it is, he's known three different families. And it's just, it's got to still be confusing. And he still sees people from his previous family. So he sees his, his foster mum that had him for three months before me, because she lives across the road. And it was her daughter that bred him. So she still sees her daughter because her daughter comes round. Still sees her daughter. Still sees her son-in-law who was the breeder himself. Who actually helped with the birth. It's his hands that are holding him when he's a baby. The only person he doesn't see is his first home you know the his first official home after the breeders sold him uh, I don't know where she lives but he doesn't see her I'll probably find out she lives across the road as well so he hasn't he's not had a chance to forget about those people because they're still around I say those people, they're nice people. Uh, his former mum's lovely, very friendly, and she actually gave me a lift the other day, so I'm forever in her debt. Thing is, he absolutely adores her. Honestly, he just, just loves her so much. Um, the thing is, I left him here When did I leave him here? I f uh, don't know when. I think it was this morning. Yeah, I left him here this morning. Uh, I left him at my friend's and took... No... Maybe it was last night. Anyway, I left the I left him at his 
and took the dog for a walk, his dog for a walk, for him, because he can't go, get out at the moment. And he said to me today that he was standing at the door, waiting for me to come back. So, so maybe he, there's, he's got a little bit of attachment to me now. Maybe. I don't know. I just, isn't it amazing how quickly time goes though? Because I don't normally take too much notice of the actual weeks. Unless it's something I'm looking forward to and there never is. I don't, you know, it's nothing that I'm looking forward to in the future, particularly. Apart from every day. I always look forward to waking up in the morning. It sounds weird, but that's not a bad thing, is it? Uh, you might ask, why? Well, here's my answer. And you know, I, I, I laugh about the stats, and I kind of, because I've had a few people, well, a couple of people in the past moan a bit about me talking about the stats. This thing that I do, whatever you want to call it, um, part, hypnosis, because you know I make hypnosis recordings. Uh, I make boring recordings. I do this. I do uh, you know quite a few different podcasts. This is the most regular one that I do. But I do also do the. I suppose the other. The other two most regular ones would probably be Deep Sleep Whisper Hypnosis and Relax and Sleep Hypnosis Daily, those two podcasts. And then I've started again doing the Sleepy Boring Objects. Yeah, so as far as individual podcasts, but I've got other podcasts that have all of the different things on them. So, I kind of when I wake up, I look forward to getting out of bed, to coming in here, and I have a little routine. This, but my routine has changed quite a lot because of Vinny. So it's, you know, he's the priority in, in as far as when I first wake up, I take him for a walk. I have a wee wee and I have, have a drink of water. I then check my stats. So I check the YouTube stats. I, I don't expect too much happening there. You know, it's the subscribers go up gradually like one a day sometimes two and it's fine it's it's a spot I check it anyway because I like I quite believe in the energy of positive energy is focusing on it and being interested in it, in it in it which I am but my main my main moan my main focus is the podcasts and 
I look at the stats and it, it gives me, first of all, a reason to get out of bed. But I, I just get a little bit of a buzz when I get up and I see that and I've been getting up later lately. So I've been later lately. Blimey. Very two very similar words. So I've been waking up about, I think it was about seven o'clock today. And I think, if I'm correct, I already had nearly 8,000 downloads when I woke up. Which is like really good for me. It's really good. Now, the last few days, I'll open up my iPad. Let me have a look. Just the last few days, things have really changed a bit, you know. And it works. Uh, see, today I've had just under 19,000 so far. That's 9 o'clock. That's four hours left of the day. Because the stats go till 1 o'clock in the morning. Yesterday, nearly 21,000. Day before, nearly 21,000. So was that Sat Sunday? No, Saturday, Friday. Thursday... I had 16, 17,000, but I didn't make any recordings that day, I don't think. The day before, 20,300. day before that, 22,000. And, you know, it's, 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 to get over 20,000, like starting to be regular, is it's exciting for me. I'm not, even, I'm not even joking, it is actually exciting. So I've had one, two, three, four, five, six, six days out of this month. Nope, that's not right. I'm lying. This current month. One, 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 two, three, four, five. Five days out of this current month that I've had over 20,000. One day I had 19,500. And today, it's, well, it's nearly 19,000, so... It's going to be over 20,000 before the end of the day, probably. So that's... The thing is, it doesn't compare to last January, where I had, I think, over 800,000. But last January, I had to take down all of my recordings that had music that went on for 10 hours and 5 hours. And then replaced them with me talking in the background with music. So I wasn't allowed to have just music on its own. So I was re-uploading 
re-recording, re-uploading lots and lots, hundreds and hundreds of recordings during January, which would explain why I was getting so many downloads. I mean, seriously, it was... If that had just been a normal month, like a, you know, just a normal month and I was getting those stats, I would have been proper happy. Oh yeah, January, 773,500. And some days, yeah, I got four, over 40,000 one day. And another day I got just under 40, just under 40. 35, so, yeah, so I had quite a few really large days last January, but the way it's going for, for the current month, how many days we got, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, so that's 900, no, 21, 10,000, what's that, 21,000, 210,000, yeah, 210, no, no, wait a minute, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 29, 30, 31, so 90 times by 10,000 is 900,000. No. 90,000. So 180,000. So 180,000. So at the moment, I've got 368,500 downloads for this month. 368. So 468. 548 so yeah that's not bad is it I'll be rich and hitting over half a million a half a million that's a nice number it sounds nice doesn't it just I don't know just there's something about that the million just it's probably because I grew up thinking that a million was I think probably the six million dollar man that's what it was the six million dollar man and it was it was almost um, an infinite amount of money it was more money than really existed at that time you know in the late 70s I mean it's not obviously it's not but to the average person six million six million dollars that's that's more than a house is worth I mean if you think about it so six million dollars average house price in 1970 should we say 75 in the USA USA average house price in the USA uh, in a 1970 you're looking at like 25 grand in the UK 
you're looking 10 grand. I mean, I mean that's an average, I don't know, average price. Of course, it's going to depend upon the area and how many bedrooms there are. Rooms with beds in. Size of the garden. Uh, what other things affect the price of a property? Hmm. I suppose planning permission. If you have planning planning permission to extend, then that that would definitely put the price up, wouldn't it? Uh, if you're the lease owner and you have like a hundred year lease or whatever, so yeah, that maybe that would make a difference. Yeah. So it just gives you an idea. So in those days, you could buy a house for. Let's say 20 grand. 15, 20 grand. 6 million is an almost impossible number. Yet, you know, I know someone that sold their house for a few, a couple, about two or three years ago. For 1.5 million pounds. And that was just a house in London. It was a lovely house. But because of where it was situated. It, you know. It, that's, I mean it's, that's like what 1.3. That's a quarter. One quarter of 6 million. The bionic man's body. And it? it's a quarter of his body. But then you could argue saying, yeah, but not all of his body was bionic. Was it both legs and one arm and his eye? I'm pretty sure it was. I'll check that. What parts of Bionic Man were bionic? What parts of Bionic Man were bionic? Whoop, okay, here we go. His right arm, both legs and left eye. See? Okay, I didn't say right arm, did I? I'm not sure if I'd want my right arm bionic. I mean, what if you had an accident? I mean, you see those things, you see... I don't know if you've seen it on TV shows, you know... Uh, Technology, yeah, technology shows or, you know, futuristic shows, maybe YouTube videos of experiments using bionic arms where they, you know, go to pick up a, an orange and just completely squash it or pick up a, a brick and it crush it. Now, if you're right-handed, you might not want that possibility of an accident happening so yeah. both legs so I remember that because the thing is it wouldn't work with just one leg would it you wouldn't be able to you wouldn't be able to run faster you could hop faster but you wouldn't 
you wouldn't be able to run faster if only one leg was bionic. Because you'd be running in circles, I guess. So, I guess they had to... I'm sure they thought this through when they were developing the TV show. Unless the TV show comes from a book. Did the TV show originate from the book? From a book? I wonder... Did Bionic Man originate from book? Six Million Dollar Man. Ah, the series was based on Martin Cadens. Cadens? Coldens? Cadens' 1972 novel, Cyborg which was the working title of the series during pre-production. Wow. See, I don't understand. Why did we call him the Bionic Man when the show's called the Six Million Dollar Man? When did the Bionic Man start? 24th of October 1974 in the UK. How much... Oh, here's an interesting question. If you're interested. It's not if you're not. How much would the six million dollar man cost today? Roughly 28 billion dollars. 28 billion dollars. Yeah, but I'm thinking... Okay. So you're telling me that six million dollars... In 1974 is worth 28 billion now let's check it out six six billion dollars 1974 worth now so six million ninety four inflation calculator here we go. Inflation calculator in dollars. Value of six million from nineteen seventy four to two thousand twenty three. Uh, just give me the price. Give me the price, man. Why doesn't it just tell me? Okay, here we go. It would be equivalent to eighty million. Now wait a minute. Six hundred ninety-two dollars for yeah. According to this, it'd be worth uh, ah thirty million. Ah, that's not. How could that be true? Six million would now be worth thirty million. So how did they come up with 28 billion then? So to say an accumulative change would be like 600% or something like that. Because 10% would be, 100% would be 
12 million, wouldn't it? So to end up being 30 or 40 or 50 million. So how did they come up with 28 billion? That doesn't make sense, does it? It does not make sense. So they've got different... 6 million in 1974 adjusted for inflation would be 36 million. So, uh, I don't know, 49 years. Wow. But that takes into consideration the, the drop in the dollar and whatever over the years. You got a lot more for your dollar in 1974. Wow, the dollar rose in 1980, the dollar rose, that's the strongest the dollar's been, since 1974 the dollar's at its strongest in 1980, that was during um, President Reagan wasn't it, I'll be honest I wasn't very up to date with not well definitely not American politics but not really with much politics at all uh, I used to see the news I didn't watch the news myself but it was on and so I knew about Margaret Thatcher because she was the Prime Minister here and and I remember seeing Ronald Reagan on television and she uh, that both him and Margaret Thatcher, the Prime Minister here, were gone really well, apparently. And I remember the Ronald Reagan getting on very well with, was it Gorbachev in Russia? So the leaders of the, were sort of getting, they're quite, getting on quite well with each other. Obviously not all leaders everywhere, just those that I remember. And, yeah. Was it, I, forget, I forget, it's Gorbachev and Yeltsin. Yeltsin. Gorbachev, Yeltsin. So I'm not sure. I think they're both, they're both quite similar in their attitude towards the West. I think they were quite up for peace and friendliness and stuff I'm not sure I'm not sure but I remember just remember the nice bits I guess I didn't really I had no interest in it no interest in politics when I was a kid when I was little really didn't I mean there were certain things we had to know about because even the teachers were talking about it so certain things that happened in the 80s that was unavoidable but yeah I, I didn't really get interested in politics or I get I suppose became socially aware not aware of that kind of stuff until I was probably 16 and I had my first election with an L election um, 
I think it was 1987 or it might be 1988. And I remember buying a large pizza and a few cans of Coke, maybe a bottle of Coke, I can't remember, and sitting up all night watching the election. Was it 97? 1997 election. Maybe it was 1988. Oh, no, it was 97. 1st of May. Wow, so I literally moved into that flat above the chip shop on just before Easter. So that would have been, I can work it out, let's have a look, Easter 1987, so April the 19th, that was Easter, so I, I remember April the 19th, so I remember there being, it was Shrove, yeah, was it um, not Shrove Tuesday over here I don't know if you celebrate Easter in other countries but over here we have hot cross buns and we eat them on the tradition is we eat them on the Friday Good Friday not good for everyone but Good Friday and then we have Easter eggs on the Sunday. So I I just remember, I think it, I mean, it might have been Easter. But my friend came round. We were closed. The chip shop was closed. So, I mean, it was definitely closed on Sundays anyway. But I think Good Friday, it, it was closed. So my friend because he came round and he was working full time as well so he came round on Good Friday and Wurzel Gummidge was on television so I wonder if I can get the TV Good Good Friday 97 television TV guide UK so, Good Friday. Why does it give me 14th of July? Monday. Friday the... So, it's sun, the 19th. 17th. Friday the 17th. April. So TV Times, 17th of April, 1987. Oh, okay. Television. So I wonder if it's going to give me the whole, is it going to give me the whole thing? No, it's not. What's the point in having it there? There are no broadcasts to show here. Drive you in the full schedule. You're just, it's just a trick. There's nothing on there. 
just a waste of my time. Why did you do that? I'm never going to forgive them. One London Studio Seven. What's on today? Fourth to the tenth of April, nineteen eighty-seven. Oh, to be fair, for no, because it wouldn't normally have it on Friday, would it? TV Times. Let's have a look if it's got some back numbers. Third of April. Um, 11th to the 17th. 18th to the 25th. I'll add to cart so it's not going to let me have a look at it. So. What is. Six pound it's going to cost. So someone somewhere has got hold of a lot of these, I guess, and selling them. Radio, in fact, they've actually got it. Radiotimesbacknumbers.com But this is the TV Times, not Radio Times. The Radio Times was separate back then. The Radio Times and TV Times, I think it still is separate. Dear, oh dear. TV Guide. Nope. That's now. I don't want to know what's on now. I'm busy. <sighs> okay, I'll try one more chance. 17th April, TV Guide, UK. Words will gummage. Words will gummage. Okay. Wow, TV show 1987 to 89. So, Words Will Gummage Down Under. Wow. So, TV Times, Words Will Gummage. I can't find it. I wanted to just check, you know, just check that it's um, TV Times May May the first order. Oh no, that's oh, never mind. It doesn't matter. Although, ah, I know what I can do. Words or gummage? Words or gummage? If I look at words or gummage. And that would give me probably the dates that it was on. Um, Where's Gummage? I wonder if it would give me the dates it was on telly. Series 2, 1987, 15th of November. 1987 22nd of November 1987 so 22nd oh this is a New Zealand series nope oh okay 
New Zealand. So was that, when did it show on in the UK? 22nd. Ah. 4th of October. So from the from the looks of this, it only released. I mean, there's a good chance, a very very good chance that actually the Wurzel Gummage. I mean, what did we look at? Twenty second. Twenty second of. Easter 1987 1987 April the 19th so it's Sunday 2019 2020 that'd be the Wednesday it's not coming together at all is it as far as plans go this is an awful plan I was so looking forward to seeing it and thinking, wow. Wait a minute, 19th, 18th, 17th, 16th, nope, still doesn't work. Whatever way I look at it, oh, where was it? How did the. You know what? You, I just realised you might actually know what Wurzel Gummage is. If you're not, I mean, it was was it shown in other countries? We don't know. I'm really not sure. So, okay, eighty-one. So, sees. So it would have been a repeat. It was clearly a repeat. Because it did... Oh God, spat everywhere, sorry. The first episode of um, Words of Gummage was February 25th, 1979. It's called Wurzel's Washing Day. And in that finished... There were seven episodes in that season. And that finished April the 8th, 8th of April, 1979. The next season started, we call it series here, but season series, um, February, oh no, January the 6th, 1980, finishing 24th of February 1980, so there's two, three, the fourth season was basically finished 1981 July 31st and then that was it until 1987 October so clearly what the episode I was watching on that Sunday was just a repeat because in 1987 and the first episode was 4th of October 1987 and it was called Wurzel Gummage Down Under. So I don't remember that. Yeah, so it would have been. I mean, I don't remember 
how off I, it's really hard to air date December 20 okay yeah you can't find out the well I say you can't you might be able to online but to find out when something's been repeated I don't know words are going to be on television so many times did find something and it was um ah oh, wait a minute let me have a look look in magazine tv listings what should we say the 19th april 1987 Ooh. Oh no, that's talking 16th of January That's 19th of December Roy Raid ah. So 1987 Issue Looking Magazine Wix There was something I saw and it actually showed the listings it showed oh this is weird I'll tell you what right I had Looking Magazine from late 70s all the way up till probably 84 maybe 85 I don't know and it's got pictures here of the covers of those magazines. And I would have had all of them. I had hundreds of looking magazines. And sometimes I'd organise them in order, you know, when I was on the toilet. I didn't always do that. You know, sometimes I, I wiped my bum. But uh, it's wow. Eleventh of June, nineteen eighty-three. Boy George. You got eighteenth of June, nineteen eighty-three. Musical Youth. Twenty-fifth of June, nineteen eighty-three. Danger Mouse. Oh wow, 2nd of July 1983, Return of the Jedi is on the front, and then you got 16th of July 1983, Knight Rider, just going down, uh, 13th of August 1983, Clark Kent's back. Superman 3 Wow 3rd of September 1983 Wham They're on the front cover I'm just looking who's on the front cover I can't really tell Sometimes who it is Oh Nick Haywood 15th of October 83 He was like a local boy To sort of near where I lived at the time 
and he, if you've not heard him, and Nick Haywood? No, I think Nick Kershaw, sorry. Nick Kershaw, Nick, Nick Haywood is really popular as well. I think of Nick Kershaw. Oh, Knight Riders again there. Uh, Terra Hawks. Terra Hawks. Wow. This is funny. They've got, um, this is 19th of November 83. They got Terra Hawks. And then a little divider and then Kachigugu. Oh, underneath. And they've all got similar hairstyles. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, hey you, Rocksteady crew, Cliff Richard, um, Looking TV Annual, I used to have that, most years I get that, wow, Nostalgia, see I remember 1970, what year would it be? Morka Mindy. 1970... 1978, I reckon. 1978 I guess because they're talking about it in 1978 it was different from anything else oh wow it was great uh, what else have we got the six million dollar man you got tennis I think McEnroe against Bjorn Borg uh, Abba Who's that? Who is that? Oh, what? Patrick Duffy, the man from Atlantis. Wow. Pat Duffy, feature and big color pinup. Wow, that's phenomenal. The Six Million Dollar Man and the Bionic Woman. Bonnie Tyler. 1978. What was Bonnie Tyler doing? In 1978. Um, Six Million Dollar Man. Uh, 
darts. See, in the UK, bearing in mind this was for kids, okay? This was a kids' magazine. It wasn't for adults, it was for children. Now, you don't see children's magazines. Well, I'm guessing. Oh, that's a bit flabby, wasn't it? I'm guessing that you don't see uh, articles about darts or tennis or snooker. But in the late 80s, and uh, late 70s and early 80s, these games were really popular. Like the whole family would sit around the telly watching the Wimbledon final, which they probably still do, but it was huge, a huge event. Snooker was massive. Even darts was popular. Like, I know darts is popular, but I'm talking on a bigger scale, like Eric Bristow, they were celebrities. The world's strongest man, Jeff Capes, was a celebrity. I, I reckon not many people could even name the world's strongest man. I can't even name the world's strongest man at the moment. I don't know who it is. But back then, it, people knew. It was, I don't know, sport was big. It still is big, I know, but... <sighs> what is this? Oh, okay. Logan's Run, that's it back again. Elvis Costello, Shawaddy Waddy, Grizzly Adams, Grizzly Adams, Grizzly Adams. And it's got the Fonzie with Susie Quattro. Do you remember, did anyone see that episode of the Fonzie? He falls in love with Susie Quattro. I remember. Yes, I do. And what else? I think the Bionic Man, I think he's nearly 90 now. Tomorrow's People. Tomorrow's people. Dippy 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 That was a good show. I liked that show when I was a kid. Looking, uh, what was it? David's Soul. Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. Yep. Wow. And it's got a whole thing about football. One of these. This is June 78, so... It's Kenny Daglish is on the front cover. So maybe it's like the Incredible Hulk. These are some of the features. Wow. Man from Atlantis, Logan's Run. They had the comic strips, so that, you know, cartoon strips uh, at this time. The Benny Hill page, Six Million Dollar Man. Man from Atlantis, Logan's Run, Bionic Woman, Doctor on the Go. Blimey. And the posters, Sheila and B Devotion. There's so much. Oh, this is it. John Travolta. John Travolta. Pin up and special feature. 
that's the 5th of August 1978 so that's the first thing I've seen with I mean it says Hit Parade Superstar because he had um, he had hits both him and Olivia Newton-John had hits didn't they from the Grease film oh Elvis uh huh Elvis feature big colour pin up win an album so Elvis feature big colour oh so that would be you know a year after so hmm Look in Barry Sheen. Return of the Saint. The Saint. So I don't know if anyone saw the Saint. In it was Roger Moore. I didn't know this until more recent years because I'd never seen it. Roger Moore is the Saint. That was before he became uh, James Bond. And. Ian Orgilvy, or Ian Orgilvy took over the role of the saint like a, quite a few years later and they kept advertising it and they had this halo but he was just like a stick figure and I remember saying to my my mum at the time so does he turn invisible and she said you'll have to wait and see but he didn't turn invisible so, why didn't she just say no? Because I spent the whole... I remember, I think it was, because this is 1978. By about 1982, when the, when the series finished, I remember saying to her, he hasn't turned invisible yet. She said it's been four years. Did you not realise he wasn't going to turn invisible? But you said, wait and see. And she just walked off laughing. So, what other things are there? Um, Mind Your Language. Wow. There was a TV show called Mind Your Language. Very popular. <clears throat> it would not be allowed today. Um, wow. You can see clips of it on YouTube. It's, yeah. It's probably the most un-PC thing. It's beyond being un-PC, really. It's on a, on a different level. And that's that gives you an example of the kind of TV shows that Britain used to have as family entertainment. Uh, another one, if you want to check it out. Oh, what is it? Oh, yeah. It ain't half hot, mum. It ain't half hot, mum. That's another TV show that would they can't show reruns of it. And you can see clips of it on YouTube. Again, Saturday night peak time viewing for families in Britain uh, what's another one 
There was one bit he was kind of... Um, he said that he was making fun of those kinds of people that are like that. But it's called Till Death Do Us Part. Or if you just put Alf Garnet, Alf Garnet into YouTube, you'll see. Uh, again, that's something. And that carried on until the 90s. And then what other ones? Let me think. Love Thy Neighbor. That's another one. Wow. I've seen clips of that on YouTube. It's like, whoa. You'll never see it on TV. You know, it won't be, never be repeated. And again, peak time viewing for families in the 70s. And it's amazing, really. Things I've seen so many TV shows from the 70s, comedies from the 60s, and they weren't like that. It's just, there must have been a phase, you know, a phrase, a phase that... It's just, I guess, what the what the public liked at the time. Because if you, you know, things like um, Eric and Ernie, uh, Morgan Wise, or Cannon and Ball, or yeah, all of some of the like really big double acts, they were just or Bruce Forsyth. These are legends, like you know, in Britain. British comedy of the late 70s, early 80s. And they were always gentle. Gentle comedy. Funny, but gentle. So, yeah. I've probably talked enough, haven't I? I think I've gone well over my hour. Wow, hour and 20 minutes. I just got so excited. I was so excited about talking about nothing. Words will gummage. That's the only thing I remember that I spoke about. Ah. Well, it's time for me to go. And go de go de go de go de go go go. So, remember to be kind to yourself. Remember to be gentle with yourself. Because you deserve to be happy. And just, um... Think about how you'd feel if in the future, let's say in the next, for the next month, you decide to just stop blaming yourself for stuff. Just for a month, just take a month off of you know, reminding yourself of stuff that you don't want to remind yourself of. and So just to leave past mistakes in the past and just test it for a month to see what it's like. To see how much more relaxed you feel just by the idea of it. Realising that we're always moving forward. 
always. And the thing we move towards is our own creation. So, you know, you're literally painting. You know, if you're if you're traveling forward in your mind towards a forest, you're the one that's painted the forest. You know, in your imagination, I mean. If you're imagining that you're going to be sitting on a beach next year or in the summer, you've you've created that beach in your mind. You're creating the the road that you're driving on. You're creating the sky that you're looking up at. You're creating the plane that you're traveling in or the train or the hot air balloon if that's your favorite way to travel. So you can just test that out. Maybe just do it for a week or maybe just for the day. Just see what it feels like. See how you feel different. How it changes your outlook. Maybe you find that relaxing is easier. Much easier. Letting go becomes the most simple thing in the whole world. So I'll speak to you tomorrow. Take care and lots of love.